405 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about our favorite boss fights from video games. Um, and I, thinking about it, I, I don't think this is going to be like a comprehensive list. I think uh, we can kind of make a series out of this, like we talked about with our favorite video game characters, and just do this every once in a while and cover some of our favorite boss fights. Because um, we're differentiating from maybe best boss fights um, and even like for me, some of them ones were like, it wasn't the coolest boss fight, but it was most meaningful, you know, it was very meaningful for me in whatever, whatever game I was playing. It's like, you know, I really wanted to kick this boss's butt, uh, for whatever reason. So, you know, that's an important factor that some of these didn't necessarily have, uh, that were on the top, that, that were on the top best boss fights. Yeah. And some of the ones that I have on here were actually like pretty easy boss fights, but as you said, because of the moment, yeah. Uh, of the game kind of ranks pretty highly for me meaning meaningful boss fights yeah 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 <clears throat> yep so yeah that's that's important uh do you have anything you want to tease for later on the episode will i'll be talking about mass effect andromeda mass um andromeda. the climax of my time with that i actually have a lot to say about that game so i'm okay. actually pretty excited to talk about it awesome so we'll talk about that later uh those in the live stream won't get this, but uh, those listening to the podcast, if you download it on whatever, wherever you listen to podcasts, the Game of Thrones recap for episode two will be tacked on to the end of the episode. Uh, we recorded it last night, actually. The video's on YouTube for those of you that want to check it out if you're in the live stream or, or listening later and just want to watch the video. Um, so that's that's there for, for, for listening. Uh, other than that, I don't really have anything I necessarily want to tease, so... Uh, let's talk about our favorite boss battles. Real quick, Dan, yeah. do, mo- do more of your boss fights that you have listed trend towards newer games? Mm, I do have some newer ones on here, yeah. But two of them are older, one of them's middle, and two of them are newer. Okay, because I have two older and a bunch newer. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more. Only I think recency bias plays a factor here. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, you know, because we kind of decided on this at the last minute. I was like, oh, I'll have all day to prepare, and I didn't, of course. So uh, in the hour between when I put my twins to bed and, and when we're recording this episode is when I when I did most of my work. I thought about it all day. Um, but, you know, it, it, trying to rack your brain on some of the games you played way back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm, you know, as I said, that's why I think I want to make a series out of this and, and not just have it be a one-off top five like we like we used to do. Yeah, um, just you know, whenever we're want to have something like that, we just you know talk about our best boss fights. So definitely. So go ahead, hit us with your number one. My first one that I have, and this is what made men or children into boys, and that is the Final Fantasy Tactics fight with Weegraf, uh-huh. the one on one, into him turning into Velius. I think that. Most of us have done that boss fight where you get caught in Rio Vane's castle and yeah. you don't you don't leave. You're stuck and you're trapped there forever. I got trapped there. I got trapped. At, there was another place I got trapped in that game. That's that's why I wasn't able to beat it until like fairly recently in my gaming history. Yep, I would say Rio Vane's castle is the number one spot in Final Fantasy Tactics that you can get caught in if you're not smart about your safe data. Yeah, yeah. where you can get caught. So. Um, 
Wee Griffin was that that one on one fight because he is a class that is way more powerful than anything that Ramsey can be in the game. Uh-huh. Um, I know in the War of the Lions uh, remake or whatever, you can be a Dark Knight, and that's pretty powerful. But like, I mean, you're stuck with the baseline classes for Ramza, so you don't get to do any of these cool abilities that Wee Griff can. And you gotta try and kill him without dying when he takes probably more than half of your life in each time he hits you. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to do. I don't think I've ever beaten it without doing the monk um, cheat or the, the squire monk thing where you kind of uh, raise your speed. So you have like nine turns in a row. Oh, see, I never did that one. I, I did the Lancer one. Oh, will you jump? Jump. Yeah. If you if you do the you but again, you have to you have to know it's coming. You have to prepare for it. So you make Ram, Rams uh, uh, a Lancer. And yeah. when you do the jump, he won't move like when you're up in the air. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm wondering if there if anybody has legitimately beat this fight without. Unless you did a ton of grinding ahead of time, I wouldn't think so. No, it's way it's way too hard. Yeah. Um, and then the 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 stakes of it's pretty high too because Regref, you know, as a character, he wasn't a bad guy. He kind of aligned himself with not so good people, but he kind of had a good motives for why he was doing it. Uh, and then he got, you know, control of the Zodiac Stone, and then he went complete corrupt and evil. So, um, I, I, the Rio Vance Castle stuff is very tragic within the story, too, where everybody gets slaughtered and murdered. Yeah. Um, there's a really a lot of really good moments, and I can gush about that whole story of that game. But, you know, the stakes are pretty high, and Ramza's working his way trying to expose everything that's bad, and regraphs in the way, and that's probably the hardest boss fight in the game, I would say. Yeah. It's definitely up there, anyway. Uh, I think I had a little trouble later on in the game too, but not nearly as much as that. Especially, like I said, if you're going in there unprepared for for what's coming and are not smart about about your saves, I got stuck there several times. And as I said, that's why I was never able to beat the game until I had it for four in February, and I made sure to know ahead of time that I needed to be prepared for that part. Because you know, if, mm-hmm. if it's a couple of years between when you play it, you don't necessarily remember all that. I probably would now, but yeah, um, you know, it has been a long time since I last played it, so. I wish there was another way we could play tactics than your phone. Yeah, I mean that's the best option for me right now. Uh, I played through the entirety of it actually on my phone when I when I did it for. Uh, or did I did I play? No, I think I played it on my phone. phone. Uh, when I beat it, yeah. That's, yeah, I most recently played it on my phone because like really I want to play it again, but I don't have anything that I can really play it on on my phone. I don't want to play on my phone. If I had an iPad or something, I probably would. But yeah. um, tablet would really... make it a little easier. They just really need to put it on Steam or something. I don't know why it's not. It's weird. It, that, you know, that the, I say this a lot, but it would be a perfect game for the Switch. Yeah, a Switch would be... I mean, they're releasing everything on Switch right now anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know. I guess Square Enix kind of, for a nibble bit here, took uh, PlayStation spot for the conference. So oh, maybe, okay. maybe they'll have some big stuff. Maybe Tactics will be one of the things that they say, hey, guess what? Yeah coming out on everything finally yeah that would be nice uh so but, my my first one is final fantasy 6 the final boss with uh final battle with kefka so i actually withheld this from my list hoping <laughs> that you would have it okay, so i'm yeah. glad you have it <laughs> well i mean if one of us didn't have it this episode like i said we're going to continue this series and and we would have talked about it at some point but uh this one's the case of it being a very meaningful fight because, you know, Kefka has been a thorn in your side the entire game. Yeah. Uh, and he, be- he eventually gets these godlike powers and the, you know, the, the, the way the fight 
plays out in multiple parts uh, and you have your entire team of all your characters lined up you know uh, and one of, if one of them gets knocked out the next one in line has to bump in and, and fill the place like it's just it's just a, a very good culmination for for everything you've done in the game and the the attachment that you've gotten to the characters and uh you know having them finally you know hopefully kick kick Kef, kefka's butt once and for all do you think kefka is the best final fantasy villain probably I would say it's probably between Kefka and Sephiroth. I'm weird. I have Arden up there. Okay, I don't know Arden. Is He's it... from f- 15. Okay, yeah. See, I didn't play enough of 15 to to, to to understand. I don't remember who the final boss was in, in Final Fantasy IX. I didn't play enough 8 to, to, to know for that one. I guess it would be Sephiroth, Kefka, Arden, and then... There's no singular villain in Tactics, really. It's, no, the, it's the church it, yeah it's also hard to tell who's the villain and who's the good guys which i yeah, one yeah. of the things i really like about it yeah you know it's it's kind of the shades of gray thing we talk about with the witcher very very murky yeah but i would say kefka is the most pure evil villain yeah definitely uh he never had he doesn't have any redeeming qualities at all he's just he's just evil rotten you know Gestal, even though he was the emperor of of the the empire in final fantasy 6 like he didn't seem like that bad of a guy he just you know he wanted to be in control uh, yeah he made he, he made peace with you yeah he makes peace and... with the returners and kefka's the one that kills him and all the spoilers yeah <laughs> for a game that came out 25 years ago or whatever it was um but yeah yeah that's that's good stuff right there yeah absolutely i'm, I'm glad you had that one <laughs> go ahead next on your list will uh, my next one is I wanted to give Hollow Knight some love because they has some very well designed bosses. So I'm gonna throw Hornet in there. Okay. Um, I think because you fight Hornet two times, I think in the okay. in the game. Um, and I was looking through the list of a lot of the boss fights and I actually haven't gotten to a lot of them. Like they have the King Grim, Grim, and Pure Vessel up there. I don't know who they are. I think they might be DLC, so I didn't want to count those. Um, so I haven't gotten through a lot of them, but uh, I would say the Hornet boss fights are really cool because. Hornet is one of the only characters that's voiced in the game, too, uh-huh. uh, which is different contrast from the rest of the game. And the first time you fight Hornet, it's probably pretty early in the game. And, like, your very first boss fight is that false knight or whatever, and it's super easy. And you're like, okay, you know, I got I got the hang of this game. And then when you fight Hornet and the moveset is so fast and, like, yeah. totally different from a lot of the other fights that you've had so far. So you got you to gotta adjust pretty quick with that one. So, um I'm really excited for the the I don't know is it, I guess the sequel with Hollow Knight where you play as Hornet that's gonna be yeah amazing I can't wait to play it so um, Hollow Knight once again it's one of those games that's probably come up almost every every episode yeah. this year so um, it's one I ha- it's game. one I have to get back to because I probably played twenty some hours in it and I put it down to play something else and I just haven't gone back to it yet but there's mm-hmm. a few of those games that I have actually that I've got I'm actually. To. Because spoiler, I finished Mass Effect Andromeda. I think now I'm going to go to my Switch game. So Hollow Knight, Valkyria Chronicles, I think are going to be the next Octopath. Will be the next games that I kind of sit down and play. So, um, yeah, uh, Hornet from Hollow Knight. All right. Uh, next on my list is Psycho Mantis from Metal Gear Solid. I don't know if you ever played Metal Gear Solid, Will. I don't, but I think I know about Psycho. Is that the one where he messes with like? you when you're yes, fighting him yes okay. so uh, the way it works is and i don't remember the circumstances of how the boss battle starts but uh he he basically reads your inputs uh from your controller 
so you can't ever do anything to him. Uh, he also makes commentary on on your on your play style and and the the things you've done. So, um, oh, hang on, I'm getting a lot of drop frames, which is annoying. All right, bro, you're good. Yeah. Um, hopefully, there's not any stutters in the episode, but uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, continuing on the. Uh, so Psychomantis, yeah, he also makes commentary on on like some of your saves and stuff that you, that you save, saving. He says you're reckless, like if you don't save very much, and if you do save a lot, you know he makes a separate commentary. But yeah, essentially he reads your controller inputs and counters them as you're doing them, so you can't do anything to him unless you pull the controller out and plug it into the second controller port, and then you can finally damage him, which I thought was amazing. And I, when I played the game the first time it took me forever to figure that out. I was like, how, how do you even beat this guy? And I, I think I ended up either, did I go to a book? I might've gone to a bookstore and read the strategy guide. That's how, because it was like kind of pre-internet date, not pre-internet, but the internet was, was rough and hard to find things back then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I ended up going and, and reading the, the player's guide somewhere to, to figure that out because I had no idea. <laughs> Boss fights, boss fights don't do that sort of thing anymore. No, that's for sure. That would be cool, though. That was that was definitely epic. I loved it. Could you imagine the rage people would have trying to do that now? Oh, so much rage! They'd be so upset. <laughs> yeah. I wish I. This was the first Metal Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid. Okay. It was the the PlayStation first PlayStation one. I remember you and Corey playing the first Metal Gear, but um, obviously I was I was very young when it happened, yeah. and you know I don't remember it. I think I don't know if I, like when I was younger I could play Tactics because it was kind of an easy game and didn't take reflexes. Sure. I don't know if I would have been able to play that type of game when I was that young, but I kind of want to go back and play. It. I just don't know if I'd be able to hold hold up with. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how it holds up nowadays. I'd I'd love to go back and play it. Maybe it's on. Uh playstation now or something i n- never looked into it but i think it's definitely on the playstation classic sure yeah Cla- console that might be the one of the best unless you have a ps3 for those old games yeah. i think that's the other best way to play some of this stuff yeah so go ahead will next on your list my next is diablo um from i would say specifically diablo 2 um i remember a lot of times me and my friends would do a run of diablo 2 and get to the end and just get whooped by diablo over and over again and i don't know dan if you remember but you're in that like the hell sanctum or whatever um and we just could not kill diablo and we would just get stuck to the point where we'd have to like we'd have no money because every time you die you would lose a little bit of gold we would just die so much that we'd have no money to be able to do it and we didn't want to look stuff up so we were just getting spanked repeatedly and like we would have to open a portal all the way in the back and have one person chase diablo around so he can get away so when (sighs) you would die you could come back to the portal and then you just whack away at him a little bit and keep one person running around um that's genius yeah, that was the way we had to, like, rig it to, to win. Uh, the Diablo 3 final boss fight with Diablo wasn't nearly as hard, I didn't think. Um, I had a way easier time soloing that. Uh, I wish Blizzard would put Diablo 2 on Battle.net, because it's so hard to get that game to run on modern computers now Yeah, that it's not even worth trying to do. Yeah, so that's, I, that's I, weird. That's one of the few that, that 
is a, a holdout for that sort of thing, you know? Yeah, and it makes no sense because the Blizzard did it with Warcraft. Yeah. Three, and they're remaking Warcraft three too. Yeah. So it's like just. I don't even care that I don't want them to remake Diablo 2. I really just want them to put the game on on BattleNet and run on modern computers so we can so I can experience it again because it's weird that game is never in my top 10, but it's probably a top 15 game for me. Okay. So um but yeah, that's Diablo from Diablo specifically too. Nice. Okay. Uh so next on my list is is a recent comer. It's uh Genichiro Ashina. Oh, from Sekiro. Um, <laughs> this is a boss fight that I lost. I wish I had counted how many times I attempted it. It was probably over 100 mm-hmm. uh, oh when all was said and done. And I talked to Corey about this when we when we talked about Sekiro. Um, but it just the the dance that you have to do as, as a character and the amount of times... And I talked about it when, when, when we talked about the episode but or talked about the game for the for the episode but i got to the point where the entire first two uh rounds of the boss fight like he wouldn't hit me just about every time uh, and it wasn't until the third you know when i got to the third that he would start kicking my butt again and i would just slowly crumble under pressure um and probably 20 25 times i i, I did that and it was able to not get hit the first first two rounds and and just suck and die like in the third round um but yeah, just the oh, I don't know the boss battles in that game are so good. Yeah, and it's such a it's such a rush when you finally do beat it. Um, I remember my my wife was was trying to get my attention, and I was so like laser like focused. <laughs> uh, and then finally, when I beat it, the relief on my face. She's like, "Wow, <laughs> no, I've never seen you so focused." I don't remember what exactly she said, but it's like I've never seen you so focused on something. And so relieved when it was over, you know. That's one of those games where you got to be laser focused to be able to to be successful at because that game is so hard. Yeah, it's I mean, hard. like I'm intimidated to go back and play it because of that. Yeah, uh, but you know, now if I was to go back and and beat Genichiro, like again, I probably wouldn't have any problem the first two two rounds, and uh, you know, the third one, I I I almost feel like I stumbled into the to the to the wind when I when I did it just because that that third 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 phase is just so difficult but that's all that matters you just gotta get the win and i did you know it wasn't a cheese victory it was learning his move set and time you know timing all of his blocks and or timing all of his blows and ah it's so good it's such a perfect combat system i love it do you think you're gonna beat the game i would like to beat it yeah i actually haven't played it in a couple weeks now i've got to get back into it because i don't want to i don't want to lose the muscle memory but yeah i i don't it's not one I'm gonna like hammer my way through. I, it's I'll play it for a little while here and there, and uh, just try to try to beat it that way. I don't I don't think I can sit down and just okay. I'm, by by next week I'll have this game beaten. You'd be uh, fried. Yeah, I think I think it would. Um, but I did find, generally speaking, I had more success in that game when I tried to learn the move set and and block correctly and not. I haven't had much luck with the cheese methods for for beating bosses. I think that's only worked for me like once or twice, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good stuff. Genichiro Ashina. Yeah. What do you got, Will? So my next one, and this is actually probably one of my favorite boss fights ever, um, is Leviathan in Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, kind of the plot for the early part of the game is you're fighting a lot of the gods of the world. 
um, and you stumble upon fighting Leviathan, and you haven't played it, so I don't really want to spoil the context behind what happens, because it's pretty epic what happens. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of those boss fights where it's you can't really lose, but what's going on is so crazy, and you're so powerful, and you're whacking away at this this monstrosity of a of a thing that you're trying to kill and it's just so epic with what's going on at this the point of this story uh and that's all i'll say nice about it because i i do want you to experience it without me having <laughs> yeah spoil what, what happens for you yeah I, I one of my one of my things is kind of a little bit spoilery but it's a game that came out years ago so hopefully it yeah it doesn't matter that i spoil it a little bit um yeah so next on my list is uh, fighting the crones as Siri in Witcher the Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so oh, Beardless says he's never been a big boss battle guy, but Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower from uh, Bloodborne is really cool. Bloodborne's uh, one of my one of my uh, uh, weak spots. I only played the first probably six or eight hours of Bloodborne, but oh yeah, you never ended up eating it no, right no i didn't didn't play that much of it because i borrowed your playstation i didn't want to keep it for too long i'm actually pretty close to getting a pro right now and i think i'm gonna get bloodborne yeah with well, it at some point and give that bloodborne. a give that a go because yeah. i have a i have a pretty big uh blank spot for ps4 exclusives right now that i want to <laughs> get to so yeah. yeah you and me both so um, once i'm done you can borrow it again if you need yeah i might do that um so yeah, fighting the crones of Siri. Uh, so the crones were, uh, they, oh, I, I don't remember how exactly this all happened, but they they massively injured Siri earlier in the game. Uh, they taunted uh, Geralt for a good portion. So when you finally are able to go in and exact your revenge as Siri, and Siri is almost unstoppable uh, in in The Witcher Three like she's unbelievably good at combat it's it's crazy uh so you just so you feel so powerful and you feel uh a big weight off your shoulders when you finally exact your revenge on the crones in the witcher 3 wild hunt yeah i wish i played witcher 3 now i play the witcher 3 it's so good i have it on my uh my backlog games i need to get to i just don't know when it's a doozy i mean you're looking at probably at least 70 hours if you want to uh, do the main story and then some of the side side stuff. I I'm well over a hundred, uh, well over a hundred hours. I think I'm close to two hundred that I put in it over the course of like one and three quarters playthroughs. Well, do you, I think I know, I remember what happened was I wanted to play Witcher one and two and I hated the Witcher one, so I, that made it so like I was so put off by playing the Witcher one because the game is I don't I don't think holds up very well yeah. that I just never got around to getting to the third one. Maybe when yeah. I get my new PC is when I'll play yeah. Witcher 3 on it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, definitely, because you can turn on all the graphical goodness. You make it look beautiful. Yeah, or, I mean, even if uh, PS4 Pro is probably similar, I would think. Uh, Beardless says jump to 3, Will. I love the first, but it's a hot mess, yeah. And I love the second one, uh, but even that doesn't doesn't hold up, I don't think, as well. I would just watch, like, you know, the, watch the storylines on YouTube and you'll get the, all the back information that you need. The Witcher stories, one and two, in, like, yeah. five minutes, probably. Yeah. They have a video for that, for sure. Definitely. Uh, I think they even fill some of those parts in during The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's that's my next one. So, yeah. 
I got two more. I don't All know right. how many more you have. Just one. Just one? Okay, so I'll do this one first. Divine Beast Va Meta from Breath of the Wild. I was that this was by far my favorite um Divine Beast battle and that goes with uh I forget which blight Ganon you fight in that one. Is that that's not Thunderblight, is it? Uh it might be Thunderblight. Thunderblight's a pain in the balls. Thunderblight is the one in the sky, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Probably should have checked that, but doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Um what I loved about that fight was the Divine Beast is a bird because it's around Rito Village. Really cool because you're flying in the air while doing it. And what I really love about Breath of the Wild is when you're shooting arrows in the air, everything slows down. Yeah. So, like, it's really epic to be flying around in the air like that and shooting arrows at the Divine Beast and trying to, like, take it down to board it and then fight the old Thunderblight Ganon. By far my favorite moment in Breath of the Wild. I thought that that fight was amazing and it was easily the best out of all of the Divine Beasts. Yeah. Um, had a lot of fun with that. Breath of the Wild, just an incredible game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't put anything Breath of the Wild on my list, but I had planned on talking about it at some point. Yeah, uh, because all those uh, when you're when you're assaulting the divine beast is is really really cool. Uh, and then the 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 final boss battle, which it's very spoilery, and I won't get into it now. But the some of the the epic things that you do in that it's it's so good and so well done. Yeah, and it's Windblight Ganon, by the way. Windblight, okay. Yeah, Thunderblight is, um, that's, uh, uh, near Gerudo. I don't remember which, which Divine Beast that is. Max could that... tell me if he was here. Uh, that is Divine Beast. Yeah, because I don't, uh, I don't remember. I need to know now. Von, there's okay. Von Waterblight, Thunderblight. It's Von okay, Boris. I think. Von Naboris, Yeah. Yep, okay. Von Ruda, Von Naboris, or Von Rudiana, and Von Meta. Nice. But continue. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, my last one that I have for for this episode, like I said, we'll talk about more. I'm sure, because I had a lot that I was like, ah, I should put that on the list, but I was like, no. So, it's through the fire and the flames. Guitar Hero 3. That I've, was... actually, I've actually been listening to this song uh, a lot lately, just, just you know, for, for memory's sake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about Epic. And this was, uh, it came out a while ago, and it was kind of in the early days of YouTube, and I would go on YouTube and, and watch people that beat this on, like, expert level. Yeah. Uh, because I had a hard time. I was a decent Guitar Hero player in, in my Guitar Hero days. And uh, I don't think I was able to ever beat it past beginner, I want to say, just because it was that difficult of a song and that fast of a song. It's crazy. There's videos where people 100% it on expert. Yeah. And I can't understand it. Yeah, I know you were you were able to beat it in, like, mid-level difficulty, weren't you? I think the best I was able to get was medium. I could never – I, I played on expert, expert. Yeah, and I actually hold something against Guitar Hero because I spent more time playing that by a lot than actually learning guitar. Yeah, so sure. I kind of I hold a little bit of spite in my heart for it. But well, there's a great, uh, great South Park episode about that that you have to watch. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah, but I was I was an expert guitar player. Usually, you know, decent enough. I'd get like maybe eighty percent on a lot of the stuff. But that song couldn't do expert. I couldn't get past the intro. Hard. Yeah couldn't get past the intro so medium was the best i could do and the song's like eight minutes long yeah 
Yeah, so, so. You, in addition to uh, the, the, the the speed of it and everything, you got tired yep. partway through. You know, like halfway through, my fingers, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not yep. going to make it. <laughs> yep, so exactly. Funny. Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time playing that. I probably could have learned how to play a guitar in that time that I spent. Not well, but well enough to, like, make some recognizable songs, you know? Yep. Play Smoke on Water or whatever. Yeah, yeah, some easy stuff. Yeah. So, that's all I've got, Will. What's your last one? My last one is Killing the Reaper in Mass Effect 3 and Priority Runok. Uh-huh. Um, I believe this was the Quarian homeworld. I might be wrong with my timing for how this happens in the story, but that's a, a poignant moment because you kill that Reaper, and I think right around that time was when Legion sacrifices himself um, for the Quarians uh-huh. and the betterment of the Gath. So there was a lot going on in that moment. One, that boss fight was awesome because you're running from the Reapers the whole time, and then out of nowhere, like you're like, all right, well, we got to kill this one. You don't really kill any other Reapers, like, in an actual boss fight um, that way. And you're just calling orbital strikes down and trying to aim it to kill the Reaper. It was just a really epic moment because you're fighting these things that you've been running from the whole game. And you're at the point where, like, all right, gotta gotta do it. So, um, love that boss fight. There was a lot surrounding the story at that point, too. Um, and that's one of the more fonder moments that I have from Mass Effect 3. I'm definitely going to go back and play the trilogy at some point soon because... Playing Andromeda just made me want to go play the original trilogy again. Nice. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's that's all great stuff there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I played through it, I think it was early last year. I played uh, Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, and then I think I got like halfway through Mass Effect 3. I didn't end up finishing it because something came out that we were we were playing. So It's on Origin, yeah? All yeah. three of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I think only one, I think only one is on Steam. I don't even think two is on Steam. Because that's when it kind of... Oh, maybe two. I might have two on Steam. So do you know what I think happened? I think you... Mass Effect 1 and 2 launched on Steam. So when you bought it, they're both there. Weird. Okay. I remember very vividly looking on Steam for Mass Effect 1 and 2 and them not being there. Yeah. No, they're there. I, <coughs> I, I knew one was there. I wasn't sure if two. Um, but I ended up just playing them on Origin. Because I, I know Mass Effect 1 specifically like just for whatever reason plays better and looks better on on origin than it does on steam so my question is should i just play them on origin too because your choices from one and two probably don't carry over from steam to origin right yeah i don't know i there is a way to do that but i i don't know it because i i looked that all that information up when i was playing it um but yeah Yeah, there, there is a way to do it i'm just not i'm not familiar not don't remember how yeah, so I'll probably just play it on Origin. I might as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's my last one. All right. So we'll get into Nibble Bits. Like I said, I, I kind of want to make a series out of that. There's certainly a lot more boss battles that that we enjoyed that that we'll we'll cover over the over the time. Um, yeah, Beardless says you should uh, grab it on Origin so you can buy the DLC. Good point. I I missed the Citadel DLC, which is funny because Tito uh, mentioned how it's crazy how none of us played the Citadel DLC. <laughs> yeah, he, Tito sent sent me a copy of it actually, and I I'm definitely gonna play it because that's great stuff right there. Yeah, Tito. At some point this year, I will be playing all of the Mass Effect trilogy again. I will play a Citadel DLC. And Beardless, you are right. I don't see any of the Mass Effect Two DLC on here, so 
And there was like four pieces, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I want to say I only ever ended up playing Ma- the first Mass Effects DLC. Wait, Digital Deluxe. What's in it? <clears throat> um, nope, not any of the DLC. On oh, the Digital Deluxe version? <laughs> no, it's you. what you get is collector armor and assault rifle, another rifle, the soundtrack, digital art book, comic, documentary video. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Nice. All right. Uh, nibble bits. I will get started. So my first nibble bit is that Starlink Battle for Atlas is going to be on PC next week. I could have sworn this was already on PC, uh, so I apologize if I probably I probably mentioned it's available on PC at some point. Um, it is coming to oh, it's going to be on April thirtieth. It will have widescreen, ultra wide support. Um, multi-gpu support uncapped frame rates remappable controls and g-sync support which is awesome uh it'll have ps4 and xbox one controller mounts uh the minimum specs don't look too awful bad either it seems to be relatively well well optimized so uh 1080p 60 frames per second four gigabyte graphics card eight gigabytes of ram uh i5 4590 um Oh, GP, G, GTX 970, which is what I have. Uh, so that's not too bad. That's that's good stuff. Um, I really liked Starlink. I would definitely recommend playing it. Uh, I played on the Switch, though, which had the Star Fox content, which is also really good. Yeah. So that's my first one. Next on the list, uh, Twitch Prime subscribers can get uh, free Magic the Gathering Arena decks. So you're into playing online card games and our twitch prime subscriber uh, do that you can also subscribe to our uh twitch uh uh twitch uh what's it twitch part where twitch prime twitch or... yes yeah, so you can subscribe to our channel with twitch, twitch prime uh help the show and not have to have to you know pay out of pocket that's always a nice thing heck yeah um next on the list uh, a cheaper Nintendo Switch models coming in June. So we haven't that's gotten surprising. any information about that, but that's that's the uh, that's the the scuttlebutt for now. I'm kind of surprised by that, actually, to be honest. June. Yeah, it seems pretty quick. Yeah, maybe they want people to get their hands on it before Pokemon comes out in the fall. That's true. I mean, what? It's two months away. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and... they have a direct. They haven't had a direct in a while. Yeah, I thought they were going to be having one uh, right before Reggie left, but I guess um, that rumor was wrong. Yeah, uh, and then along with this rumor, they're s- talking about the, the upgraded version. Uh, so supposedly it's just a slight upgrade. Uh, it's not going to be like a pro version like they, they talked about. So I don't know what exact, exactly that means, and I know it was delayed at least for a little while, uh, but that is still supposed to come out at some point in 2019, so... So I actually was re- – this was on Reddit, mind you, but uh-huh. they know P- – at least it seemed like the people who are commenting knew more about software developing um, than me. But they were talking about how it sounds like the issue that they were having with the massive increase was running the operating software. And I guess what that means was it was a major improvement to the overall quality of um, – or the output quality of the games or whatever, the graphical quality. I don't really know. Yeah. So they said if there was an issue with it running the operating system, that it wasn't just a minor upgrade. Oh, okay. Um, 
So I guess maybe it sounds like they opted for a smaller upgrade as opposed to a more massive upgrade um, okay. because it's probably more feasible for them to do that than so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, and I think I talked about it when, when these rumors first started popping up, but I would be happy with just a, uh, like a slightly larger screen, maybe a little bit smaller of a bezel around the outside. Yeah. that's That would be good for me. I mean, I don't know what else they would put in it, but, you know, slight power upgrade is always a good thing, too. Uh, Beardless says, yeah, bring me the Switch Mini. I want to enjoy both Pokemon and savings. Absolutely, and I think that's why I think that's why they're they're getting getting the, the Switch Mini out. A lot of people said it won't have the detachable Joy-Cons. It'll just be all one solid unit, uh, which is good uh, for, for you know, so being a, like a more solid device. A lot of people had trouble with their Joy-Cons. We've got some Joy, a little bit of Joy-Con drift with ours. Um, they still work pretty well but i've got to i've got to blow them out with candare that's that's part of the problem and i also didn't expect it to be coming this early yeah, yeah. it's very surprising so um i pretty much play everything with a gamecube controller dan oh do you if that oh yeah yeah okay. if that helps helps you out at all the only game i can't do that with is hollow knight because the controls don't line up well okay um but everything else i just play on a gamecube controller yeah um I would, but my GameCube controller is wired, and when I'm playing, I mm. I for the most part play in handheld. That's how I play ninety percent of the time. Um, but then, because <clears throat> I have little ones running around, uh, cords don't work out very well. So, <laughs> the Switch Pro controller is probably a good value. Yeah, I, I do want to get one of those at some point. It's on sale on Amazon right now. S A San S S A A N. Uh, says they I'll probably are. get the lower cost switch for one of my relatives. Absolutely, yeah. Everyone's gonna be lining up to play Pokemon. I'm actually surprised they didn't do like a bundle. I mean, they'll do a bundle, but like launch the new new Switch Mini with, with uh, in line with with Pokemon. There will be a bundle, but it, it won't be as you said. You know, we're getting it in June, so it won't be a launch. But there'll, there'll definitely be a bundle at yeah. some point. They haven't announced anything other with new with the new Pokemon game recently, yeah. so. Um, maybe they I'm wanted actually to, surprised. Maybe they wanted to come out too when Mario Maker Two is coming out. That's a good point. Uh, you can pronounce my name is San, so I don't mind any alter. Okay, yeah, San. Perfect. San works. Uh, welcome to the show. I don't think I've seen San uh, in the chat think before. So there. So, uh, welcome, welcome to our to our podcast. Yeah, our live live podcast. Go ahead, Will. What do you got for noble bits? Ooh, I've got a. Actually, it's I don't have too much this week. It's kind of all small stuff that. Most people won't care about, but I, I semi care about. Yeah, definitely. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters showed off their new character. It's uh, Kid Goku from Dragon Ball GT, um, and it's really cool because his special movie turns into Super Saiyan Four. So um, that's really cool. So we're gonna be getting him, I think, in May, and then another character. So for the season pass two, we got Jiren, Videl, uh, Gogeta, and the new Dragon Ball Super Broly, and right now GT Goku, and we're missing one more character for season. Season two, so okay. um, there's a lot of Goku and Vegeta in this game. A lot of people are kind of upset with that. Oh, really? I think there's six Gokus and like four huh. Vegetas, All right. different different variations. So fair enough. I don't particularly care that much. Whatever. Um, a lot of the characters I like are in there. So uh, next, Dry Bones is coming to Mario Tennis Aces in May. Uh, Kamek came in April, so we'll be having Dry Bones here um, in I've, May. I've got to fire that up. It's been too long since i played that yeah you're gonna get a lot of characters uh, that pop up for you mm-hmm. so um there's that and finally heroes of the storm is adding anduin 
uh, a priest, and I'm guessing a support character to uh, Heroes of the Storm. So a lot of people really wanted Anduin because Heroes of the Storm always struggled with having support characters added to the game. You get a lot of assassins. Um, and that kind of annoys people. It kind of bothered me when I played the game heavy um, that most of the new characters were just assassins. So it's always good to see them add a support character to the game. So Because um, support was one of the roles that I played. I did some assassin and a lot of support because a lot of those characters were actually really fun to play. So yeah. um, That's mostly what I did so I could stay out of the thick of thick of yeah. I just remember playing Brightwing, and like Brightwing was the, the stupid fairy dragon that sounded like an insane, like... I don't know if you remember Brightwing at all, Dan. Very vaguely. It's um, it's been a couple years. I had a lot of fun playing Brightwing, and like Alex Straza is another one that I like. So um, I miss Heroes of the Storm so much. I want to play it, but I don't have the time to sit down and play it as much as I want. So yeah, um, yeah and it's not fun to just go out there and suck at it, you know? Yeah, and I don't like being yelled at anymore. I'm too old to play games and then get belittled by people younger than me at this yeah, point yeah so um and also last but not least Assassin's Creed DLC um the Atlantis is out the first part is another part I guess it's really good so it looks awesome it really, did. Oh, it really does I want to play it but I think I'm gonna wait for the new computer that I get oh. to do it because I'm not gonna I don't think I want to rebuy the PS4 Pro um, I think I will get it'll look better on a brand new PC, maybe. Oh yeah. So I think I'd rather do that and get to it when I get to it. So um, that's what I'm gonna do. So I won't play it right away, but I definitely have it on the docket. So okay, that's it for me on double bits. Sounds good. How was your week, Will? Oh, good. I feel like I had something to talk about. I mean, hockey, but we're recording upon hockey after this, so I'm going to save a lot of what I want to say for there. Um, I'm sick again. I was sick two weeks ago. Feel better. All last week felt great. And then Sunday, when I got home from work, felt like garbage. Sure enough, sick again. So I've just been sleeping a lot. Um, Been doing that. Work, playing video games. Um, Excited for school to be done. Yeah, not much further to go, right? Yeah, still really haven't heard from nursing school, so that's kind of annoying me. Yeah, because you um, got to make a plan, you know? I know. I actually know people who started hearing back that they got in, so I'm hoping oh. soon. Um, I feel like I had something that I wanted to bring up, but I can't remember. Yep, I can't think of it. Yeah. That's, that, that's it for me, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll jog it. Uh, so we didn't didn't have a ton going on. It was obviously break last week for my kids. They were off from school. Uh, Easter was this this past Sunday, um, which was nice. We always go to go to mom and dad's for Easter breakfast, which is one of my favorite meals of the entire year. Oh yeah, uh, it's always delicious. Uh, but my kids haven't been sleeping at night really. Uh, one or multiple kids will be up super late or in in. Uh, my oldest son's case, uh, the night before Easter, didn't didn't sleep at all. Oof. So uh, I don't know. What so they were in no mood. Yeah. Well, they, he was fine actually, uh, but then he fell asleep when we got home on uh, on Sunday. Slept in the afternoon, so didn't sleep sleep well the next night. Uh, so he hasn't really slept very well in probably four or five nights. And one of my twins is always awake. 
my daughter the the bigger and older of the twins is, is always wakes up at least once or twice a night to scream for half an hour um, <laughs> we we try not to get him out of bed unless we absolutely need to uh just because it sets a bad precedent and my daughter doesn't want to ever go to sleep so yeah uh yeah that cuts into cuts into time um Game of Thrones, we taught we did. Oh, one of the things I did want to say is my kids got me, uh, and this was a couple of weeks ago, my kids got me a copy of NHL 19 uh, for Easter, which was very nice. They were in Target shopping with, with uh, my wife and, and saw the cover, which had P.K. Subban on it. Oh, uh, knowing, really? Knowing I'm, a, you know, knowing I'm a Predators fan. They don't really like hockey all that, or sports all that much, So, uh, but they knew it was P.K. Subban, and they knew that it was... Uh, you know the predators and hockey so uh so they got me for that that for easter i haven't gotten a chance to play it yet but uh i'll be firing that up pretty soon i actually did not play wow. anything uh since we since we recorded last week's episode not a, not a single game other than pokemon go and uh hq okay so i unfortunately don't have anything to talk about for what we played but well when your kids are home all week yeah you're kind of on not that you're not on dad duty when they go to school, but you have more time to yourself. Yeah, I have a few minutes <laughs> so. here and there to where I can sneak in game time. But really, like last week, all I did was make make food and clean the entire week. So that was it. Um, so yeah, back to back to normal. My son's birthday is actually tomorrow. Uh, his his eighth birthday, my oldest, and uh, we got him the Nintendo Labo VR. Wow, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So uh, I'm very excited about that. I'm excited to try Breath of the Wild in that and that and Mario Odyssey in that. So you have to have him come on and record a segment for us about it because I'm very curious how it works. That's actually a really good idea. Um, that's maybe that'll be a topic for next week's episode. Yeah. Have Max spearhead the Lapo. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. So I uh, I don't think I have anything else going on. Uh, like you said, we're going to be. Re- ho- I could talk about hockey, but we're recording a uh, a pond hockey right after we finish this. So, yeah, I want to keep my anger fresh. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save the ho- hockey talk. So, uh, will let's get into what you played. Although Dan, it's worth mentioning, Carolina Washington tied at three. Oh, I, I was just checking the score just now. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to talk about some Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, um, let's do it. For starters, I want to get the one thing out of the way that I didn't like about the game, mm-hmm. and that is doing the vaults on the different planets, okay. the remnant vaults. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I was sick, but I was doing the last, the Kadara was the last one that I was doing the vault on, uh-huh. um, and we had to purify the planet. And I, like I said, I don't know if it was because I was sick and grumpy and just wanted to like get that part of the game done. But, like, I was so put off trying to do that vault and trying to figure... It's dark. I'm getting attacked by robots everywhere. Can't see where I'm going. I have to connect these consoles, and I don't know what I'm doing. That was frustrating. Um, But that was the only part that I didn't like. The thing that I think the game does incredibly well is the squad mate stuff. Yeah. I, I thought the squad interactions were on par with the original Mass Effect trilogy. I thought they did a really good job with that. Like, towards the end of the game, um, when you have those little moments with each character, I thought it was awesome. Because yeah. you know you're getting to the end of the game. So, yeah. like, you go to Kadara with Vetra, and you climb up a mountain, and you race each other, and then you talk about, like, how much the initiative, like, has become, like, 
how like how much better your team has made it like stuff like that is awesome and i really love that the loyalty missions were all amazing most notably i loved liam's mission mm-hmm. and i don't know if you're gonna remember it but he uh gets an angarin um uh person to like help with uh cat info or something like that and what happens is that angara gets captured by a, a rogue faction uh-huh. and you have to go into the ship and Liam doesn't tell you that he's doing this and then you, he springs on the mission that he got somebody captured and he wants to save the life so you're already kind of mad at him and then what happens is everything goes haywire the landing and everything and that guy in the console keeps popping up so you just disconnect him because you're mad and you're fighting and it keeps popping up on the screen the screen and Liam disconnects it and you're still fighting he pops up again you disconnect it again uh-huh. and the guy comes on screaming I won't be ignored like I thought that was just so funny <laughs> yeah I do remember that now that you're talking about it. I didn't didn't remember it before but I do I do remember that and I uh, my favorite squad mates I will say were Drac Vetra and Jaw so I brought them on almost every mission and then probably Cora was four and then Liam and PB were the bottom uh for me but pb's loyalty mission was really funny because i brought drac with me and she just brings you guys in that shuttle pod Uh and then closes it and sends you off so she are trying to sit down and have the thing come over you to like soup or get you like locked in but the thing doesn't go over drac Uh so while you're you're fighting with pb about what she did you just hear the thing going like and hitting drac in the back of the head (laughs) repeatedly it was just little little moments like that that were really funny i thought the game was actually pretty funny and i also think that the final mission was awesome yeah um because you're on this amazing planet driving around on it and chasing the archon and i think it was just so cool how everybody was helping you that you've helped during the game Uh um like you had all of the the like the angarans come and help you the solarian so on and so forth um and that was a really cool moment, and like I really liked doing the arc stuff where you found the other Pathfinders, too. Yeah. Um, one of the m- hardest decisions I had in the game was when you found the Solarian arc when it was tethered to the Ket ship, and <clears throat> you had to either save the Krogan Scouts or save the Solarian Pathfinder. Oh, I don't, that's right. I do. do you, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember what you picked? I don't. I don't remember what I picked now. So... I thought the Slayer and Pathfinder was more important, so I went and saved that, but Drac with, was with me. He was so mad at me. <laughs> I bet. And I was like, dude, come on. Like, I helped you guys throughout the entire game. Like, I'm saving a Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of moments like that that I just, I thought, I honestly think the game got hated on nece- unnecessarily. Yeah. And I think it because it has the Mass Effect name to, on it. And yeah. As I keep saying, it's not the best Mass Effect game, but I think it's a really good science fiction game. Yeah. Um, and I think the game was way better than it got credit for. And it sucked because who knows when we see another Mass Effect. Yeah, you know, because that one didn't didn't sell as as well as they they thought it would, and wasn't wasn't received all that well. So. And, well, and you know, EA is going to try and make Anthem work, so like they're going to be worrying about that. They're worrying about the next Dragon Age game, so. I mean, who knows when we get Mass Effect again? Yeah, because that's in development right now, right? Yeah, they Dragon just restart. Yeah, they just restarted it again. So. Oh, from the beginning. Yeah, they had. Oh, they game. restarted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they restarted working on it. So between that and Anthem, I feel like that's going to be what the studio focuses on. It sucks because I want to see more. I feel like I compare it to Mass Effect One. I think it's a solid base for the game, but I think the next one's going to be so much better. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of technical issues with the game. I will say that. 
I would go like I'd be on the ship and I'd press Y to like open up a door and it just wouldn't open. You'd press it again, wouldn't open. And then eventually it opens or press Y to talk to somebody and it won't like start up. And uh-huh. that's definitely the Frostbite engine. I can see why they were frustrated using the Frostbite engine trying yeah. to make the game. Because it's not – it does not do a good job for RPGs. So, um, I like I said, I look back fondly on the game. I think it took me 42 hours to beat it, I want to say. Okay. So, I put, I put a good time in. I put I, maybe 65% completion. Um, I could have done more, but it got to the point where I was like, all right, I can sit here and play this game for 80 hours or I can move on to my next backlog game. So, I was like, all right, I'm going to go move on to my next backlog game. Yeah. I, was about, I, was, I was ready to – beat it by that point yeah i'm pretty sure i was in the 70s when i beat it i tried to do as much as i could of the the side mission stuff and the 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 busy work if you will i I did as much as i could i'm pretty sure i didn't do all of it but i think i was in the 70s for how many hours it took me yeah um i I wish i played the game when uh you and Corey did so i was able to have the conversations with you i should go back and listen to the andromeda episode yeah because i honestly don't remember all that much about it i just 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 bits and pieces here you know the only thing i remember is you guys saying the game wasn't as bad as everybody was making it out to be yeah yeah definitely not that's the only thing i really remember but i i look back very fondly on my time with andromeda it was it was a lot of fun um i didn't think the story was that bad either it was a little more simple than other mass effect games but that's all right like it was the first game they're setting up a new a new trilogy supposed to so right um who knows if we like i said if we get another trilogy so um but yeah that's uh, what i thought of mass effect andromeda yeah beardless says he put 45 hours into andromeda but he doesn't know how it happened I actually I like to watch story explanation videos after I beat it just to make sure I didn't miss anything because like towards the end there like when you find the remnant city and you're just like okay do you they made the the Angara and stuff like that you're like okay I need to make sure I didn't miss anything important there so I did that and it was only like a ten minute video it wasn't as in depth as, as I thought so yeah. um I definitely give Mass Effect Andromeda a thumbs up um it was a fun game yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm just answering a question in chat. Yeah, uh, I should say I played Joker, too, in Smash Brothers. Oh, um, yeah. I also heard Dan Jason Schreier said that Persona 5 is not being made for the Switch. Yeah, I've, I've, I've keep, I mean, I hear, I've heard both things. I've heard Persona 5, yes, to the Switch. For Persona 5, no to the Switch. But yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any credible or, or, uh, yeah, credible, credible rumors about it anymore. So. Yeah, it just seems like the only credible one said it's not coming. So, I think uh, when I get a PlayStation Five, that's gonna or four, that's gonna be the game that I get for it instead of waiting for Switch because who knows if that actually happens. So yeah, that's. Uh, I wish that would at least come out on PC so I could play. It. That's that's one I really want to try. I know I would love it. Yeah, I mean playing Joker in Smash, I'm like, man, Joker is awesome. He plays for people who have played Smash a little bit, like Bayonetta and Sheik. Okay. Um, he's got a he's got a really cool move set. He's honestly one of my favorite characters in the game right now. Um, he's gonna be that new character that I play that I actually made. Uh, Cloud was that in the last one. Joker will be the DLC character I made in this one. So okay, yeah, I actually I've seen that a few places. Uh, people that were struggling trying to find a main ended up using Joker when he came out. So. 
He's really cool, and he has this little meter. I have no context for what this is because it's all like fan service stuff from the Persona games. But he uh, gets this thing called his Persona out once his meters fall, <clears throat> and he becomes an absolute monster. Nice, just kills things so easy. So, um, other than that, like a lot of fun playing playing Joker right now. So, cool. Um, that's the two things that I've been really been playing. I think I'm gonna, as I said, I'm gonna sit down and play either Octopath, Valkyria Chronicles, or Hollow Knight. Um, and I think I might be getting a PS4 Pro this after this paycheck. Nice. So I'm probably going to get Days Gone with it and oh, God yeah. of War and Horizon to start. Uh-huh. Uh, it'll probably be what I get. So um, I'll probably be jumping to Days Gone. Depends on Days Gone's, re- Day Gone, Days Gone's reviews. Is that coming out this week? Friday. Oh, it's this Friday. Okay. Yeah, the reviews come out tomorrow. When you wake up, they'll probably be out. So. All right. Um, I'm definitely gonna be getting Horizon and God of War and maybe Days Gone. So. Okay. Cool. Um, I'll be getting it. Be playing a PlayStation Four here again soon. Nice. Yeah. One of That's us. It. One of us has to have one. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, like I want to play those two games. Days Gone, potentially Persona Five, Detroit, uh, Become Human. Bloodborne, I missed all those games, even though I had a PlayStation Four. So I want to play those before I, uh, um, before the end of this generation. Okay. Uh, so let's get into feedback, shall we? Yeah, we got overtime, Dan. Oh, do we really? Oh, geez. I was hoping the game would be completed by the time we record the. the We're gonna have to. We'll have to record the other series first, and yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one last. Probably. Yeah. Which I was gonna say predators and leaves for last but yeah looks like we won't be (laughs) uh so this is from tate who says well guys another week has passed and it was a full week let me start with what i played my friends and i got back into monster hunter world last weekend and we played a ton it was a blast the game was one of the better made games i've ever experienced is so well put together and flows so well but on top of coming back to monster hunter i found out there's new expansion dlc coming out this year and it is right up will's alley it is called iceborne and is set in a snowy, icy landscape that will feature awesome new monsters, gear, and weapons. I'm really excited about it. Uh, the next thing I did last weekend was binge watch the whole first season of Game of Thrones. Tate, uh, my man. Sorry, <laughs> Will, you can't escape it anymore. Okay, I want there's a comment I made that I was going to refuse to watch Game of Thrones because everybody tells me to do it. Yeah. It's not out of spite. It's just out of, I don't consume media, like movies or tv shows really i don't know unless i come to that conclusion yeah this is this is my exception um and it's it's funny tate because uh eric just started rewatching it i think yesterday or the day before uh and he's he's into it he keeps texting us when he's reaching <laughs> reaching certain interesting events that that happen in the show oh you should um, watch so it will i shut up i think you would love it well i really do and I know I would. Yeah. I'm just being stubborn. I'm well, in a bad mood. That's how I was. I was stubborn, and then I finally broke down. Um, I think it was shortly after season five finished. I broke down and watched it myself. My wife didn't want to watch it uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got her to watch it, too, and we been binge-watched it over the course of, like, two weeks, I think. We would watch three or four episodes every night. Um, so, But anyway, he says, and holy shit, uh, seeing... Well, that's a spoiler. I don't want... <laughs> Seeing seeing uh, Boromir in it uh, was just as hard as watching him. Uh, uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Come um, on, Dan. 
But seriously, he says, but seriously, guys, why have I waited so long to watch the show? It's addicting, and the story's so good. I hate the Lannisters right now. I know things change over eight seasons, but screw the Lannisters. Jon Snow is the man, easily my favorite character, so I'm excited to binge the rest of the series. Uh, next, I just want to say that I'm really excited for E3 this year, and there's a couple things I'm really hopeful for. I want to hear about Halo 6. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, we're all, I lost my place. Uh, for whatever reason, even though I didn't particularly love the last two Halo games, the nostalgia in me can't help but get super excited about a new Halo game. I also want to hear about Cyberpunk. If The Witcher had me by the balls for so long, I can't wait to hear more about the next C- CD Projekt Red game. I'm also hoping to hear a release date. Uh, I want to hear about the next Xbox system. I think I'm going to pass on the Xbox One X, and I'll get the next system. Hopefully my my OG Xbox One will last until then. The last thing I want to hear about is Elder Scrolls Six, uh, and I want a release date. Uh, we will see if any of this happens, but I would be really happy if any of it did. Thoughts? Thanks, gentlemen, and have a great week. Taterade out. Uh, so, Tate, I'll, I'll, we'll go back to the game of... Well, lost my place again i'll go back to the game of thrones thing real quick and um yeah it's it's a quite the amazing show um i've i've watched the whole series probably seven times uh at this point front to back we we always watch the new episode two or three times uh before we record our our uh after the after the episode recaps um and then we'll watch it once or twice more again before the next next episode the new episode comes on uh but really like it, it as good as it is the first time you watch it it's better the second time because you pick up on a lot of subtleties uh and foreshadowing that you miss the first time around because it's there's a lot to take in the first time around um i also found having a spoiler free map was very useful for me too for for traveling and seeing like where places were located uh in the in the show world it's helped me a lot with understanding uh character motivations and stuff like that so uh next up e3 uh excited for so, e3 real, this year go ahead he Will. suggested a game what was that again i missed it when you were going through originally uh he mentioned it early Ice uh, something monster hunter world uh iceborne iceborne gotcha okay yeah that's one game i didn't give enough time to uh, that i would again like to revisit so same here. I never played it as much as I probably should have. Yeah, I mean, I put a ton of time into Monster Hunter. Was it Monster Hunter Four Ultimate on the 3DS? Monster yeah. Monster Hunter Four. I think it was Monster just Monster Hunter Four on the 3DS, and it was awesome. And I played Monster Hunter World for probably 20 or 25 hours, which is not nearly enough, but uh, it was really good. Uh, E3. What do you? What, anything you're hopeful for? To be honest with you, I haven't given any thought to what I want from E3 yet. Um, I generally don't until we're closer and we're going to be doing an episode because it always seems yeah. to sneak up on me when yeah. it is. No, I, we're like a month and a half away pro- from it probably. Which is in, it's insane to me that we're almost there already. So, um, As of right now, I have – I guess we mentioned it earlier – Square Enix saying Tactics is coming to PC. That would be nice, but that would be as nice. for other games, I would definitely say Cyberpunk. Uh, more details on that, which I think we're going to get. Um, I would like Xbox to show off probably their new console. Um, yeah, take advantage. They're, yeah, they're the only ones that are going to be at E3. Of the, well, I mean, between Sony and Xbox, I should say. Yeah. They're the only ones, but since Sony and uh, EA dropped out, 
Yeah, so I would like to see them kind of try to take advantage of that, but um, oh man, that's about all I can think of off the cuff right now. Yeah, honestly, for me, I would like to see some more uh, exclusives from Xbox. Oh my god, yeah, um, they they're pretty lacking. And I know he mentioned Halo, and I'm I'm also interested in Halo. I don't know if I'll play Halo on the Xbox, or but I would have my fingers crossed for PC release. I just can't do shooters on a on a console. I just can't. I think we're going to be getting all the exclusives on PC now. I don't see why, because Microsoft is moving that direction. Yeah, just you know? having it available to play wherever you want to play it. Yeah, might, I mean, might as well. Yeah, that that would be great for me. Um, and then I'm always always curious about what Nintendo has. Are you know are they going to announce a Metroid Prime trilogy uh, for the Switch? Are they going to are they going to give us? Uh, I want Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Switch because that's one I didn't spend. I didn't get to to beat on the Wii U. I played that for like seventy hours and didn't beat it. Um, you know what else? What else? What else are we getting on the Switch? Uh, I'm at the point where I want to see anything and everything, uh, even old games put out. You know, released on the Switch. Uh, Saints Row the Third is coming out on the Switch pretty soon. Dragon's Dogma, I think, recently released on the Switch. That's one that I'll probably end up getting. Um, I I bet we see it's like Animal Crossing. Um... Pokemon and probably one other game, I would say. Big game. Yeah, uh, we'll see fall. from Nintendo. Um I'm trying to think of what else. Uh maybe more from that game. Ah, probably not actually. I was going to say that Game Pre- Game Freak IP Towns or whatever, but if they're doing Pokemon right now, probably not. Um yeah. Uh Beardless says I hope Microsoft and has in exile and Obsidian working on some weird shit. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, something different, you know? Yeah, I mean, Microsoft hasn't really given us a good IP since Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. So. And that, I mean, that's on PC now, too. Yeah. Which is, um, that's probably where I would play it. They gotta, they gotta do something at some point. Yeah. Maybe we'll see, uh, that new Fable game. Oh, that's right. From the one Horizon. that's developed by the, the Forza Horizon studio. Yeah. I would love Which that. if hopefully that's true because i mean <laughs> yeah i think it's been confirmed that they are working on it oh, okay I, I want, I, yeah i think that i think it's been confirmed um yeah no i would love to see that that would that would get me excited again because uh i haven't really uh, my xbox has been multi-platform games you know yeah uh, i've red dead Sekiro. i've played on it i just got you know nh nhl for it. so uh spyro is another one that i have for it you know it's it's all been multi-platform stuff i haven't haven't played any exclusives oh other than like an hour of the crackdown three <laughs> which i didn't didn't love Ooh, crackdown yeah so um yeah i think that's that's everything yeah a plus year, you know, you always want to hear have the bombshell announcements, the stuff that blows you away that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Tate's saying he wants he wants some dates for Elder Scrolls Six, and what's that? What's that space RPG they're working on? Starfield. Starfield. Yeah, but didn't they say that there's not going to be anything about that? Anything? Yeah, they said. I guess from what I heard was Starfield is a couple is like three years out and like elder scrolls whatever six i think is like five out or something is it that far yeah wow that's what i've heard at least so it's like 
I really have nothing to be excited for from Bethesda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless they're doing that just to jostle our jimmies a bit. Yeah, but... I'm sure. I mean, they they do stuff like that too. That's that's kind of the, that's kind of what they do. Um, yeah. No, I hope I hope you're right. I hope it's not that 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 far out. I'm I'm glad EA is not not uh, not participating there. They have they're parentally the the worst e3 press conference um i always cringe when the, the sports stuff comes on because they're sports Pele. Games are, yeah the sports games are just you know rehashed every year and although I've, I've heard good things about this year's nhl i know people like the the threes mode yeah right? threes mode's popular the new nhl is not bad but yeah so yeah i'm gonna play that but i think that's everything right so just tape just tape for a game giveaway Tate, you win. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And I know I'm behind on this. I will get caught up. But if, you've been, right. listen, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you already know that. Ready, Daniel? Uh, not quite. Calling up the game giveaway list with previous winners. All right. Okay, Tate, go ahead. 18. 18. 18 is Freedom Planet. Don't know what that is. Sick. 114. 114 is The Bridge. 14. 14. 14's gone. Reroll. 116. 116 is gone. Wow. Yeah. 47. 47. Oh, close. Oh, close. 147. 147. Eats munchies. <laughs> and then one more game. Uh, I feel like I said 43 already. 43 is Total War Warhammer. That's a good hey. one. So, Tate, your choices for the game giveaway are uh, Freedom Planet. 114 is uh, The Bridge. 47 is Oklos. 147 is Eats Munchies. And 43 is Total War Warhammer. Uh, so let us know what you want, and we will send that your way. I do have a couple games I've got to send out. I've got games to send to Jake, and I Tate, Tate from last week and Tate from this week. So um, hopefully I remember to do that tomorrow. But again, I always say that, and then I'll catch up in a couple weeks and send everybody's games out one night when I can't fall asleep or whatever. That's usually how it goes. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's everything. Uh, we've got a couple ideas knocking around for an episode next week. Uh, once again, I hate I hate letting people know the day of the episode that that we're doing the episode. But as you know, we will record next Wednesday night uh, at nine p.m. on Twitch.tv slash Thumbstick Athletes. Um, but if we don't, we'll let you know ahead of time that 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 we'll be recording another night. Um, but you. Wednesdays work for me, they work for Will. I think they seem to work for everyone else that, that might be on the show too. So um yeah. 
Uh, we might possibly have an episode on Nintendo Labo VR. I think we talked about that earlier in the episode, so I, I would actually like to do that because I'm, different. I'm very excited to try. Yeah, it's some, something different too. So uh, that's everything, right? Yeah, that's all I got. All right, that'll do it for episode 405 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Um, well, thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. And welcome, everyone, to our post-episode Game of Thrones recap. Uh, this will not be recorded live, so uh, I don't know if that matters. But yeah, it, this this video will be its own separate thing on YouTube. Um, we're recording it. so But it will be plugged into the normal episode if you're listening uh, via, you know, via the podcast. It'll be just plugged in after the outro, just, just like usual. So, mm-hmm. uh, But we're going to be recapping uh, Season 8, Episode 2 of Game of Thrones called A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the episode starts off with, uh, you know, the previous episode ended with Jamie uh, finally arriving at the North and getting the brand Death Stare. And uh, the episode starts <laughs> with him, uh, not on trial, but, you know, uh, answering for his previous crimes in front of uh, everyone there. Well, most of the people there who, who hated him. So, um, yeah, that's... I think there was only one person there that didn't hate him. Well, two, two maybe. Two, maybe. Two, there's probably yep. a few who were indifferent about him. Um, right. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, he only had two allies there for sure, being yeah. Tyrion and 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 ultimately Brienne. But yes, um, yeah, it was it was really interesting because you know it was Daenerys talking about uh, the things her and her brother would do to the man that killed killed their father, despite her at that point kind of knowing what the Mad King was and what he did. You know, it's still someone murdered your father, right? Uh, so yeah, and that's um not getting too far ahead of myself here but that's one of the first first times i've really like started to question whether i even really liked daenerys yeah um yeah in this episode like there were a few times where i'm like man like i think somebody just needs to kill her at this point <laughs> yeah you know well, i think I don't that's know. coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i had to guess. well the, she's definitely they definitely want her to be at least partially portrayed not not necessarily a villain but as someone who could potentially go go mad queen mm-hmm. you know um i i think and despite you know a later conversation she has with the character like her her primary thing that she wants to do still is is take the iron throne yeah so oh we hear that a couple of times yeah through this episode yeah i think i i'm with you this was the first time that i was kind of like you know the whole randall tarley thing i was like yee that's kind of not good yeah. And then this time, like, she was, the way she was talking, like, she was angry. Like, mm-hmm. she was clenching her teeth, like, even to Jor, like, at Jorah, like, you know, about Tyrion. But I, there was just a different level of anger that I hadn't seen from her, even in her speech. And that was very telling to me. Yeah. And it was just last episode that she upset another character for killing that character's father. So, like... Mm-hmm kind of being kind of a hypocrite here Daenerys (laughs) yeah I never thought of that and I think the one thing I was really frustrated with the Jamie scene is that Brienne and Bran neither of them said anything about why Jamie ultimately did that because I think that 
Yeah, because it, it doesn't seem like anyone knows that the reason no. why Jamie killed him was to keep him from blowing up all of King's Landing. Right. They right. knew he was crazy. Yeah. So they pro- they're probably like, yeah, you probably did us a favor, but yeah. they don't know the actual, like, what actually happened. Yeah, I was surprised that didn't come up. You're yeah, right. I was disappointed. It was but... just, you, think... uh, you know, because Sansa call, calls him out, too, for attacking Ned Stark in the streets. And, you know, to Jamie's credit, he's like, I... You know, I did what I did to, for the betterment of my yeah. family. We were at war. I'm not going to apologize I, for it. I'd do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so good for him for standing up for, you know, himself and what he believed in. Do you think, um, just going back to your previous point about the truth of, of why um, he's the Kingslayer, do you think that's just a plot hole that they're like, oh, we just kind of got to avoid saying this at this point? Or do you think there's a reason why it's not coming out? I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's weird at this point that, you know, no one no one other than Jamie and Brienne yeah. uh, know. Right. Uh, obviously, Brienne Stark Brienne. Would, would probably yeah. know, too. But It is hmm. strange. Like, when Jamie was kind of looking at Brienne, like, I was like, he's motioning to her to, like, come to his aid and, like, stick up for him and explain what happened. And, you know, she just was just like, you know, I vouch kind of for, him, for him, you know, yeah. which was yeah. fantastic, but it doesn't get to the point of like what was actually happening when he killed, you know, when he killed him, like there were serious things happening. Seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, um But I like, I really liked that scene just because I am a big Brienne and Jamie fan. <laughs> um And so it was just interesting to see them interacting again and then we see it a lot again in this episode there was a lot of them together so i think it's interesting because brienne's so awkward around him and he doesn't really know what to think of himself around her i don't know i think there's just a lot to that and i have a lot of well i have a like theory of what's gonna happen but um i don't know should i say yeah we'll continue okay so let's keep going so what happens next? Um... That well, one of the things that the important things is John kind of snubs Daenerys. She looks to him for yes. support after, after that, and uh, she, he's <laughs> just kind of like your grace and gets up and walks away. I, and, yeah, and I think that sets her off even a little bit more because then uh, when they're walking in the hall, that's when she snaps at Tyrion uh, for all the mistakes that he's made. Um, and that's when Jorah, I think that's the point, is that the point where Jorah comes in and, and talks to her is like, it's you know, eventually, yeah. you need to, you need to cut Tyrion some slack. He was right. a good choice for a hand and, uh, yeah. you know, he's made some mistakes, but we all have right. type of thing. Yeah. And, and vouches for nice. Tyrion as a good pick for, for Daenerys. Yeah. Cause uh, that's. Hand of the Queen. Right. And then that's where Jorah also says, like, I have another request. And they don't show what he says, but yeah. then that's the next scene that unfolds. Yep. Is Sansa. Yep. And Daenerys. Yeah, so Daenerys goes to meet Sansa to uh, to offer an olive branch to her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because they obviously were kind of at each other's throats a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, throughout the thing. And um, yeah, it's another another great scene if you want to wanna explain what happens. Yeah, I mean, so basically, you know, I think Daenerys is really does a really good job of like showing how they're alike and she's like you know we have these things in common but why is there this divide and Sansa's like oh I should have been thankful from the time that you showed up um you know and they you know they do make a a strong connection and you're like okay well they're gonna get along and then Sansa gets like real 
what about afterwards? Like, yeah, what about what's going to happen to the North? You know, we got this back and we still want it. And then they like, they were like, you know, Sansa, like or Daenerys had her hand on Sansa's hand and she kind of pulls it back and is like wiggling her fingers like, uh, I don't know what to tell you because, again, I'm showing some mad queen tendencies here and I'm being angry. Yeah. So it was, I thought it was a great scene because yeah. it showed, you know, Daenerys wants to get along with her and they talk about, you know, they, oh, that's what it is. Danny says like, you know, um, I didn't persuade John. John yeah. persuaded me because I love him. Like I was here to fight a completely different war, yeah. and now I'm fighting John's war for him. So who persuaded who was her point? Yep. That's an important tidbit to take out of yeah. that conversation too. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. because Daenerys is always like all powerful, making all these decisions. You know, getting rid of slavery and all this stuff. But she actually says like, "No, I did this because of him." And she, everything she's done up to this point has basically been her decision. Yeah. You know, so that was interesting. Yeah. I also liked how at the end of that scene before they were interrupted, I felt like Sansa had like the power in that room in that moment. And like, that was weird to me because Sansa has been so passive. I mean, last Mm -hmm. season, obviously when she came into power is a little bit different, but um, I don't know. It's just good to see her like, I looked up to her in that moment and yeah. I hadn't, mm-hmm. I hadn't up until that point. Yeah. Not, yeah. not afraid to, uh, to, you know, stand up to the, to the dragon queen. Right. Mm-hmm. At all. You know, she was channeling a little bit of Cersei there, channeling a little bit yeah. of Littlefinger there. Yeah. She's learned a lot. Yeah. She has like it, you know, I think Tyrion makes the point in the first episode, like, you know, so many people that doubted you, they're all dead now. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. Like Sansa's really, you know, really done a lot of amazing things and survived a lot of horrible things. So good for her for being like, no, I'm not backing down for anybody right now. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So after that, they get interrupted by uh, Maester Walken, mm-hmm. and it's because Theon has arrived at the at the at Winterfell with with a handful of Ironborn um, mm-hmm. to pledge his support for for Sansa. I was surprised by Sansa's reaction here. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. Like, I... They show Sansa and Theon twice. Yeah. And she's, like, in love with him. Like, that was totally... Like, the instant I saw her face, especially the second scene, like, later on when they're sitting together, you know, before things are gonna... Before the poop's gonna hit the fan. Mm -hmm. Um, like, she's looking at him like she loves him. And I was like, whoa, didn't expect that, like that at all yeah and it's so not like love like a brother no it's like romance love oh yeah, yeah. it's whereas in the past love. i felt like it's it's love like a brother because um mm-hmm. sophie and i in our rewatch i think we ended in the middle of season five and it was right around the time where uh sansa sees theon in the dog pits uh-huh. in winterfell mm-hmm. and that was a similar kind of moment where she showed this affection for him but it wasn't it wasn't like love like romance like we saw in yeah. this episode yeah, I yeah. was uh, surprised by that. So it I, was very surprising. I, d- I don't know what that could mean. Yeah, you know. I I mean, obviously she's thankful for him helping her escape her situation, right. but right. Yeah, very thankful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then uh, oh, and then uh, Tormund, Beric, and Ed show up. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. That's the next. Part. I think so. We might have yeah. these scenes slightly yeah. out of order, but we'll try to cover everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, you know, they just say, like, you have before the sun comes up tomorrow. And 
it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, okay, so we better get things moving. Um, okay, so then after that, um, they go to, they're in the council, like the war council meeting, where everybody's all there together talking about their strategy. Um, so that's where Bran says, you know, the Night King's going to come for me because he's marked me and he's done it to Three-Eyed Ravens in the past. Um, Can I interesting. Um, hit you guys up for some lore here? So yeah. what? why is the Three-Eyed Raven so important? And why would the Night King target him? I don't know if he's. they're supposed to be like nemesis, nemesis. Like fire and ice, yeah, steel and yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, kinda. Um, that the 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 three eyed raven is supposedly well, they they talk about this a little bit, but the th- the three eyed raven is sort of the check to the night king's power. So the night king wants to erase mankind, erase erase memories of mankind. The three eyed raven is literally like all the knowledge of mankind in one being, in one person, all the memories and everything. Right. Let yeah. me ask a four-year-old's question sure why <laughs> why what <laughs> why does the night king want to erase because man? they were i mean they were created by the the children of the forest to yeah. eradicate men that's from right from, from the world Pe- people right. i say men but people yeah because people were destroying the yeah. earth yeah essentially and the, gotcha. the habitats of the children of the forest right. and that's why i think a lot of people um when all that Children of the Forest stuff came out, they were like, oh, George R. R. Martin is writing about global warming or something. Yeah. And he was like, if I wanted to write about global warming, I'd write about global warming. <laughs> He's like, this is not like a nod to not anything. Not everything is political, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not everything is allegory. And, and right. Tolkien right. fans should know that because right. he hates allegory. So Yes. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's where Theon steps up and says, like, I'll... You know, I'll go with um, I'll go with Bran and bring the Ironborn, and I'll be there with to him, him to protect him. Which I don't know if that leads to some of Sansa's affection too, because she sees that he's trying to right Try, his yeah, wrongs. Yeah, and that specifically, he specifically states, you know, I I took Winterfell from you, so let me help you defend it now. You know, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I just I just have so many questions and. No, I, I didn't. I didn't really care for this episode either, to be honest. Oh, um, really? See, I loved it. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say that. Like pe- people who also said they didn't like the first episode loved this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just I, weird pacing or something. And maybe it's because everybody's in the same place now, so there's less mm-hmm. jumping around. So yeah. it's a little more. Yeah. It breathes a little bit more than it used to in the past. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why I'm just not used to it. But uh, why? Why Theon and the Ironborn to protect Bran? I don't know. I, I think it's slightly yeah. symbolic, but I also think they're planning on laying a bigger trap for the Night King than I just just so. having. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure because the, at one point they ask it, Arya asks if dragon fire is enough to kill the Night King. So they're I think they're planning on having yeah. more than just, you know, I think the dragons are supposed to be there. I think John yeah. is supposed to be around. Right, yeah, they never mention the dragons. Well, they do, because they, they ask if right? the dragon fire is enough to kill the night. King. Okay, right. Didn't they say? Didn't they say the dragons would be there with Bran to protect I don't, him? I don't think with Bran. I think they're supposed to be lingering, like on the edge. 
uh, far enough away that Bran looks vulnerable, but close enough where they can get there fast enough uh, to, so he doesn't doesn't expire before before they have a chance to save him. Mm-hmm. So John's gonna ride in on a dragon to save Bran. I, I don't know oh ultimately what's gonna happen. Know. It's so stressful. <laughs> um, yeah. So this there was the brief. Sorry, Val, not to interrupt, no, but yes. I don't want to forget the Missandian Grey Worm yes. scene. Just the quick, like, what are we gonna do after? Yep. Uh, to me, that's like, okay, you're both dead. I don't know. Like that Probably. was their that was their farewell, in Probably. my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I could totally see that. Yeah, because they'll go back to the, the to the beaches of of Noth. Is Noth, it Noth? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I could totally see that. Is this also where uh, Jorah and Sam have their interaction? That was closer towards the end, I think. Okay, so we'll get to that. Um, oh, so I guess the next scene is uh, Gendry and Arya. Nope. Not quite yet. Not yet. Uh, so Arya, I'm so ready to talk about it, this. <laughs> it's the hound uh, oh, sitting on the wall. the hound wall. and Arya. How could uh, I forget sitting this? sitting there having a drink. She sits down next to him. Uh, you know, the he gives her a hard time because she never used to shut up, and now she won't say anything. Yeah. Now you're uh, a mute. <laughs> and then Beric Dondarrion comes, and the hound threatens to throw him over the wall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then Arya gets up and leaves. Right. Yeah. But I loved that. I love to see Arya and the Hound together. Yeah. Because they have such a, like, a weird dynamic. But I think there you saw a little bit more of their, like, love for each other. Like, their weird way of caring about each other. Yeah. Um. So then Arya goes and finds Gendry, right? No, she goes to practice archery. Gendry finds yes, her because he Gendry finally her. built her a weapon. Right. Which is a spear with dragon glass tips on either side. Mm-hmm. It's a... Uh, uh, and it, for for whatever reason, it seems like at least one of the sides, the dragon glass tip can detach. Yeah, that I don't like know if it's supposed it's supposed to shoot or if it's supposed to detach or what. But uh, right. yeah, he finally finished her her weapon. I don't know what it's supposed to do, Dan, but I can guarantee you, it's going to save the day at some point. Probably. God, I hope so. I um. At least in some way. You know, and I just got thinking about the weapon, the way she was spinning around and stuff. It was very much like when yeah. she battled the waif. Yeah, with what they battled each other with. So yeah, well, I mean, one scene we we didn't with. talk about that happened towards the beginning of the episode. She found him in the forges and was giving him a hard time because he didn't do her weapon. Yeah, and he she throws three daggers and just goes like right right in a row, you know. Yeah, uh, and he's to, like, just to yeah. show you know like I'm I need you to do this for me. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a special request because no one knows other than Bran, I guess, like what she's yeah what, what she's she capable is, of who she is. You know, a brand a little bit because they fought yeah. each other, yeah. you know, in, in mm-hmm. sparring. But right. And Sansa has a little bit of an idea because she found a bag of faces. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, that's what, <laughs> um, that's but what in, most 18 year old girls carry around. Yep. <laughs> uh, interesting thing that that because she, she asked Gendry because he had fought some of the dead, some of the whites and and, and saw the, the fight with the White Walker. Uh, she asked him, you know, how do they move? How do they smell? Like, right. what do they, they what do they like? You know, trying to get information. Uh, people are wondering if she's going to try it somehow to get a face of a of a white maybe and try to get what? close to the Night King that way. What? Just throwing that out there. That's crazy. Yeah, it's part of as part of her, you know, uh, faceless man training. Well, but wouldn't that? Tur- I feel like that would turn her into a white. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we don't know. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, back to this. Back to the scene. 
Oh, but yeah. Uh, so they're they find each other. Uh, mm-hmm. They're talking to each other. She uh, Gendra reveals that he is the the bastard of Robert mm-hmm. Baratheon. And, and her, her eyes are like, yeah, Bing. Her, her her eyes light up <laughs> light up when she hears that. So. Yeah. Who else knows that? Uh, Melisandre. Melisandre. Davos. Jon say... Snow. Yeah. Because he tell he tells, tells John. <laughs> yeah. Against right. da- against Davos's wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I called this way back, way back when like Arya was Ari and you know all of that. I called this so long ago. So to see it come to fruition, I was like, yes, like I knew it. Um, it was a little cringy for me at some times just because I was not used to seeing Arya, like, be a human. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You mean? It, yeah, like, being an oh, adult. Oh, be, yeah, like, being human, because it, yeah. Yeah. you, you like, feel like her humanity gets snuffed out a little bit when she becomes a faceless man. Right, because, like, she has a good connection with Sansa and with Jon, of course, and those are very real, but they're, like... This is a different. It's a different level. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's. Well, she's. Um, it's basically like she's welcoming an outsider. Yeah, someone uh, outsider. There's her. a pun there that I, I'm going to avoid <laughs> saying, but she's. Yeah, those people are Starks. I mean, right. we know John's not actually, but right. She grew up with them. That's family. Like she's right. going to be close with them. She's going to show her human side to them. Right. Somebody, you know, an outsider. It is. It was, and I felt the same way as you, Val. It was cringy for me too because of that. I see a lot of people reacting that it's cringy because they think of Arya as like little 12 year old Arya. But for me, it's like we've seen Arya do so many things that like some lovemaking is going to shock you about things that she's done. Yeah, especially when, you know, everyone's kind of uh, getting themselves used to the idea that they might not be alive for much longer, you know. Right. Like, good for her. Go Arya. Like... Part of me, too, was like, I don't even know if she loves Gendry. He's just maybe the best option she has right sure. in yeah. the moment. I don't know. Sure. But and but then there was that part of me after they were done where I'm like, oh, my God, is Arya pregnant with Gendry's I baby? had the same exact thought. I had the it's same just like, exact thought. We've <laughs> just been tuned to think that way. Carrying right? on the Baratheon line. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Seriously. But, like, Ned or Robert said to Ned in the first season, you know, like, you are I have you a son, have, you have a daughter, daughter, let's join our houses. Let's join our houses. Well, this is like actually joining their houses because it's yeah. actually his and actually Ned's. And yep. So it's, I don't know, there's so many things that are interesting there, but I I loved it. And it was really interesting, too, to see her scars. I was going to ask about those. What are those indicating? Just the, yeah. the beating that she took when she was yeah. in, a, in the faceless man training. Yeah. Gotcha. Because even Gendry's like, whoa, for a second, like, yee, what, what's, what's up with the huge slits that you have all over your body? <laughs> ah, maybe I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, what's going to happen here? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. It, but it was great. And again, the acting. Yeah. I, I've talked about it at length, but it's it's just so good. Yep. And you said Arya is your favorite character, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I she was... That. um. Yeah, the acting. I, I I found her surprisingly seductive. Yeah. When she was, you know, egging Gendry on a little bit, which yeah. again is another side of her we haven't seen at all. No. Yeah, she was been a little bit flirty with him the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just the way it, just the way she was. So yeah, it wasn't wholly un, unexpected no. for me. 
because it it seemed like that's what she was kind of trying to do anyway yeah. when she <laughs> took her gloves off i was like it's on this is happening. <laughs> no, it was on when she found out that he was a, Bar- a Baratheon yeah, bastard. True. And he wasn't just a, a common dude. Right, yeah. I don't know. Yep. I, it doesn't seem like that would matter to her, but it, it very well might have. Well, At least it sealed the deal, I think. Right. And I mean, it's it's kind of like, she's probably thinking of Ned, honestly. Like, yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like this is my father's best friend's son. Like, yeah. you know, and they're both gone, so... I'll make a connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Okay, I guess. So I guess anything else with that? No. Scene. No, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the next scene is when Tyrion and Jamie are sitting around the fire, <laughs> and uh, who comes in first? Brandon? No. Well, first, the 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 scene starts with Tyrion saying, "I wish Father were here." Oh yeah. And Jamie's, Jamie's like, like really. <laughs> but then he i missed put, that line yeah, no oh, he, yeah see we ha- we have to watch it with subtitles on yeah because it helps so it much, helps so much. yeah um, and, and we we usually because the action scenes and stuff are so loud and the noise is so loud and the the dialogue is very quiet comparatively yeah uh, that instead of changing the volume all the time we just keep it a little lower and have have uh uh closed captioning on yeah i highly recommend the closed captioning yeah because i've learned so much more about the show from like little conversations that i like would miss you know in a moment and i'm like oh my god that was so important especially with um little finger i found because his speech is like it's harder to read his lips because he kind of talks like with his mouth closed Mm -hmm. um yeah the sub the captions have been huge for us but yeah, uh, Tyrion clarifies that he's like, I wonder. I would like to see the look on his face when he finds out his two sons are going to die defending Winterfell. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's when Brienne comes in. With yeah, Brienne and Pod. Pod. And then Davos and Tormund come in. <laughs> that was, yeah, that... That it felt fan servicey to me, yeah. Yeah. But not like, I mean, it made it also made sense. So like, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to. I have mixed feelings about that whole sequence mm-hmm. because part of me thinks like I could watch a whole season of people or those guys around that hearth just talking and communicating yeah. about everything sure. that happened because I feel like there's still a lot of loose ends and a lot of conversations that haven't happened yet mm-hmm. uh, that could. But it's like how do you cram all that into this one episode right before this major war? Mm -hmm. So they like cherry picked what was maybe the most important, but then you had that whole bit with Tormund explaining. I mean, I guess that was useful information. Tormund explaining how he got the giant Bane nickname. I freaking love that. It just, it didn't feel like the right time for comedic relief, but yeah, maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah. It It just didn't work for me. It was, it was for me only because, um, the amount of time I've spent watching yeah. Game of Thrones is sickening. Yep. And we're looking at the very real possibility of losing a lot of these characters that, you know, I've watched for however many seasons. Mm-hmm. So it was yep. nice to see them uh, let their hair down in front of the fire. I mean, like, if I, if I found myself in that position, if I wasn't, like, Davos and off on my own, you know, walking away to, so I can shit my guts out, 
Uh, I would be in front of the fire, probably drinking and and yep. telling stories. That's yeah. that's what I would be doing. So yeah, yeah I, that was that was one of one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, I had this conversation with a coworker today, um, who came in my office, making it sound like we were going to have a real big official official conversation, flinging <laughs> stuff. And uh, he closed the door and he's like, "Tell me what you thought of the two episodes. <laughs> it was fantastic." Um, but uh. Yeah, like I was saying, you know, we've watched this through so many times that we just have a different level of attachment to the, to the characters, I think. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, I need this last, like, farewell, because potentially, like, some of these characters are probably not going to be here after a week or two. Um, and even if they are still there, like, there's only four episodes left anyway. So mm-hmm. for me, it was nice to just, like, hear the Tormund story. <laughs> And, you know, just to see them kind of being the, the characters that they are. So I really appreciated it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was only part of that scene. The, right. I think the important part yeah, was... Yeah, the important part. ...was, uh, you know, talking about... I don't know how it came up. doesn't matter. But uh, Brienne was not an actual knight. Tormund, you know, is... is perplexed by this because you know where they're from women fight equally with the men mm-hmm. um so yeah he's like you know if i was a king i would knight you 10 times over and uh <laughs> jamie's like you don't need to be a king to to knight someone and he knights knights brianna knight of knight of the seven kingdoms mm-hmm. <laughs> very very touching moment yeah. the uh pessimist took over in me in that moment and i'm thinking like is he right about that like can you I did be a knight and knight somebody? Is or is he just making that up? Because right? what does it matter at this point? Yeah, right. That's what I thought. But I, I mean, I think it's, I think it is accurate. I think he did yeah. actually make her a knight, but not a have knight. have the power to do so. Yeah, yeah. The room got dusty for me on that scene. Again, I think just going back to like, I'm a big Brienne and Jamie fan, and like, I love Brienne. I I can't pick a favorite character. I honestly can't because I could say Brienne. I could say the Hound. Like, I, I used to be able to say Tyrion, not as much, because he's not, he's kind of, like, disgruntled or something now. <laughs> he got, yeah, he kind of got soft once he yeah. met up with Danny. He did, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just, I loved, I loved that part. It was very, it was a very nice touch for the whole thing. So, the next part is when Sam and Jorah have their interaction. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so... It pan, pans to outside, and you hear Jorah talking to Leanna Mormont, uh, and yes. Jorah's urging her uh, to stay out of the fray, the 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 melee, because he's she's the last. I think she's she might be the last person of of House Mormont because right. he said that you're the future of our the yeah, yeah the not just the future, house. but I think she might be the only Mormont left. Oh. Um, because a lot of her older sisters and mom were killed at the Red Wedding. so They were? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because um, the house went to, because Jorah was the only son of Gior Mormont, uh, the house went to Gior's sister, I believe, Mage mm-hmm. Mormont, and, and her, her kin. So um, I, I think she had made, one older sister, maybe two, that, that were mm-hmm. killed uh, at the Red Wedding. I could I could have that wrong. It might might just be one, but I know at the very least her mom was was killed at the red wedding. So, Ugh, that's yeah. Awful. 
Um, but yeah, he's he's urging with her, but ultimately, you know, she's like, I, "No, I'm fighting. Right. I'm not. I'm not gonna cower in the crypts with with the rest of mm. the rest of them." Um, what's that? Nothing. Yeah, I'm just speaking to myself uh, about the crypts. And then Sam comes, comes to Jora. So yes. Um, so Sam basically, you know, says like, "This is my house's sword, and I can't hold it upright. <laughs> so I would like it to be used in battle and." Your father, you know, made me a man in the Night's Watch. Um, so he gives him Heartsbane, the Tarly family uh, Valyrian steel sword. And uh, Jorah takes it gladly and, you know, says, I'll, I'll carry it. What, what do you say? Like, I'll carry it with honor or yeah. something along those lines. Um, and I, I don't know. It was It was a nice moment, you know, especially like. How Sam's been like punched in the gut, you know, with the, with the death of his father and brother. So I thought it was really nice. Yeah. So Leanna Mormont was the only child of Mage Mormont. Okay. Who was, you, I don't know if you remember yep, seeing her. I do remember her now. Uh, she was yeah. in the King of the North scene, the first one. Oh, the first one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking at a different family tree then, Dan, because I'm seeing Daisy, Alisane, Lyra, Jarell. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, I'm not on a family tree. I'm just on the wiki page for all well, it's on Mage Mormont. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's other Mormonts. Must be House Mormont. Yeah. Their sigil is really cool. It is cool. Looks like who's who are the High Towers? The High Towers are um, Old Town. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I'm just reading this wrong. No, no. Yeah, Liana, Jorel, Lyra. And Alicine. Are those her sisters? They must be. Were they it's all killed in the Red Wedding? Uh, the only one that's X'd out, indicating deceased, is Daisy Mormont. Hmm. Daisy. Or, well, Mage and JR. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. We'll have to look into that more. Yeah. It might be like a book show. Yeah, I'm sure there's Could differences be. there because there yeah. are that, yeah. there's that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jorah now has, again, has a. Uh, Valerian steel sword. Speaking of swords, um, going back to earlier in the, the episode, it was cool to see Greyjoy give Jamie Widow's Whale back. Hmm. I don't know if you yeah. caught that. I don't know. Did we catch that? Great. When, when when Grey Worm gave, did I say Theon? Oh. When yeah. Grey Worm gave Jamie his sword. Yeah. Back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like after, like okay, Reluctantly. we're gonna let you stay here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a great. That was a great moment. Yeah, and he kind of snatched it and hold, yeah. hold it up to himself. Like, yeah. Take my sword. Yep. Um, yeah, so I guess the last scene is where John's in the crypts and Daenerys comes and finds him, knowing he'll be there. And, and he's yeah. standing in front of the statue of Lyanna. Yep. She's Stark. like, oh, who's that? <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. my mommy. No, yeah. and th- this is a great scene too because he kind of slowly, uh, slowly explains it and lets her kind of figure it out on her own mm-hmm. before he actually says it. I think that was the right way to do this sort of thing rather than yeah. just uh, I'm actually the heir to the Iron Throne. You know, um, if you're gonna do this, I think that's that's the way to do it. Yeah, he, no, he, he, he it was kind of was... like yeah, so yeah, so I you know Lyanna Lyanna Stark obviously was quote unquote kidnapped by Rhaegar not actually right. kidnapped by Rhaegar right well Daenerys very, says like yeah. everyone said Rhaegar sang well, and yeah, danced was, and was a happy yeah. 
wonderful man and gave money to the poor, but yet everyone says he raped her. And he's like, oh, John's like, no, he didn't. Yeah. And then he says the line, he loved her, yeah. just like Bran said at the end of season seven. Yeah, so then he, he slowly lays it out. But this is where we see, again, Mad Queen coming yeah, out. Yeah, a little bit. She gets a little defensive. Yes, she does. Yeah. Um, your best friend and your brother <laughs> yeah. told you these things. <laughs> yeah. Which, in in all fairness to her, I would probably be suspicious of that oh, too. Absolutely. Okay. Well, if my brother was the three eyed raven, right? Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know to what extent she she knows what what Brand is capable of. Yeah. Uh, but also, I yeah. think to an extent, she kind of understands. I, I think deep down inside, she probably does realize it's true. And yeah. co- coming from John, you know, I don't. She mm-hmm. knows him well enough to know that he wouldn't come to her with that if he wasn't sure right about it he's thoughtful yeah and like he wrote a dragon yeah and like she had to have been wondering like why is my dragon just letting this guy you know ride around on him like that you know she has she has to wonder that yeah because the dragons you know are for targaryens yeah are for targaryens so yeah um yeah, but they then... don't they don't get to fully hash out their conversation. Right. They're interrupted by three horn blasts dun, meeting dun, the dun. arrival of the White Walkers and the Army of the Dead. One more scene I think we should talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure um, yeah, stuff, I'm so. sure we missed. What's the name of the tree again? <laughs> oh, Werewood. Werewood. Oh, uh, Jamie Brand. at Werewood. Yeah, Jamie goes and apologizes yeah. uh, for what he did. And Bran just kind of shrugs it off, and he's like, "Hey, if you didn't do that, um, you wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. be the three-eyed Raven." Yeah. So, yeah. water under the bridge is how I took it. Um, but then uh, Jamie says something like, "Well, what's going to happen after?" And mm-hmm. Bran says, "You're assuming there's going to be an after." Yeah. And like the the uh, English minor in me is trying to like really read between the lines with that yeah. phrase because I don't, I can't imagine it means what it what it seems like it means on its head like right right we're all gonna die or jamie's gonna die i feel like there's more to it um and i started wondering like well maybe maybe if there's no after there's no before like maybe maybe this battle doesn't happen here maybe they all retreat to maybe danny gets so mad and like retreats to uh doesn't retreat but just takes her army and marches towards king's landing just to destroy cersei um yeah I don't know. I, I know that's probably very far fetched, but I'm just trying to figure out like what is the actual meaning of that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Because Bran is very cryptic. Yes, he is. Oh yeah. No, I agree. I don't like for him to just be like, there isn't an after, and it's like, well, the end. You know, or like you're there, yeah. there's an after. Yeah. Right. There's got to be. Who knows what he knows? Right. You know, like who knows? I've, and again, like <laughs> I always tell Dan, but like I read this theory. And like ever, like the closer we get to the end, the clo- the more I'm like, I think this theory that I saw it's crazy, but like it's, it just makes sense. And when Bran is saying like there might not be an after, and how you were saying like, was there even a before? Like, it, who knows? You know, because yeah. Bran can travel and can do whatever he can do. We don't even really know what he might have already done. You know, like I, so I don't know. I just feel, I just, yeah, the, I just, based on what we've seen in Game of Thrones, there's got to be at least one more big curveball, right? Got to yeah. be. It can't just be, be this big war, lots of people die. Mm-hmm. And then the aftermath. 
And they, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Brief aftermath. Right. No, it can't. And that is my biggest fear, though, that it's going to end and be like, okay, well, the war's over. You know, I, but I know this show well enough that I have faith in it <laughs> that it is not going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just worry that it's going to end on a question. Yeah. Like, I want closure, you know? Oof. Yeah, me too. I don't want it to end on like a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I don't what want, happened next. I was, I you know? saying, I, I'm on the Game of Thrones subreddit. And what someone asked the question, like, what kind of ending would be disappointing for you? And while there's probably a lot of things that could happen that would disappoint me for the ending, I, right. I, I will hate the ending if it's the type of thing where it's, oh, it's whatever you want it to be. Oh, you know, my God. I that cannot stand that in anything, and let alone a, a show I spent this much time watching and studying. And Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, there's movies that have done that where yeah. I'm like, okay, that's that's an acceptable ending to me, but I'm with you 100% on this series that we've given so much of our lives to. Well, and mm-hmm. I and I bring up, this is not very, a very good example, but what's that movie with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston? Is it The Breakup? Yeah. Yeah. and like they see each other at, at the end of the movie after they had been split up for a while Spoilers. they start talking well, it's been out yeah. for a while yeah. it's not a popular movie yeah. but and, and but it leaves you with that it's like what what did they get back together or did right. they just talk <laughs> like what don't leave me hanging right and that's just a stupid like hour and a half rom-com you right. know it's and it's infuriating yeah yeah i don't i don't think that they'll I don't think they'll leave us hanging because can you imagine like the outrage I feel like yeah. that would come from that? I mean, they probably don't care because they're rolling in money. Yeah. But I mean, some questions are but fine. I think they but... ca- like they obviously care, you know. Yeah. yeah. Some questions are fine, but right. I, I don't want a ambiguous ending. Yeah. Speaking of uh, rolling in money, I thought that going back to last episode, I, I've heard this little nugget that I thought was hilarious. You remember when Cersei says, like, asks about the elephants and he's like, oh, the elephants are really expensive. Apparently that was a knock at HBO because the Double Ds wanted the money to do elephants. All CGI. Yeah, and they wouldn't, <laughs> HBO wouldn't give it to them, so they called it out in the episode. That's nice. fantastic. That's I thought great. that was hysterical. That's so uh, one more, one more quick thing that we forgot to talk about that that I was interested in. And I don't even know. This might not even mean anything, but uh, the part I think it's after the War Council. Everyone's leaving, and Tyrion and Bran stay in the room yes. and have a conversation. You know, Tyrion wants to know about Bran's journey, but I wonder what other kind of Tyrion, being the the intellectual that he is, I wonder what kind of information he also was able to glean from Bran, or what what mm-hmm. sort of stuff he found out from Bran, or if that even matters, it might not. Yeah, because yeah, he was like, if only we were stuck in a castle yeah, with in nothing winter, to, with nothing in winter to do. with nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I think uh, I think back to the start of the show, and I think of the books primarily. Like, there was a lot of question about Tyrion, right? And his, par- his parents. Yeah, a so, little bit. I mean, yeah. it would be interesting sure. if he pursued that, but I can't see him having time in four episodes to pursue because remember, the dragons were also friendly with him. Yeah, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So apparently, uh, the Mad King had a thing for for uh, uh, what's her name, Lannister. The the mom. The mom. Yeah, whose name Lock- is escaping uh, me right now? Joanna. Yeah. Joanna. Joanna. Yeah. So there's also that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, next week's episode looks like there's going to be some deaths. Uh, do you watch maybe 
Do you want? That could be the big curveball. Nobody <laughs> dies. Nobody dies. Well, and Tyrion does say when they're around the fire, he's like, "I think we're going to live," and they all crack up. And he's like, "No, really, I do." Yeah. Look how look how many yeah. uh, possible odds we've we've survived as a group. Right. Well, and he did have he at that point he had had the conversation with Bran, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Maybe he's know. privy to some information. Um, but the big thing floating around now is people don't think the Night King is actually going to be at the Battle of Winterfell. They think he is headed south to King's Landing on the back of a dragon. Yep. It's going to stir some stuff up down there. I like that. And I, I, (laughs) yeah, I'm inclined to believe it because when the army shows up, like who would you lead with if he was there? The night. Right. Yeah. There's no sign of him. Oh, it, it makes sense, you know? And also I think, um, I was thinking about, remember when Danny is in the, with the guy with the purple lips. The House of the Undying. The House of the Undying. And she goes through all Four those, rocks. like, doors. And, like, she's in with with her son and Khal Drogo in one of them. But she is in the, what, the, thro- the throne yeah, room. throne room. The throne room. Um, and you can see, like, the ceiling is all busted through with something. And it's snowing in there. So. Ooh, yeah. Who knows? That could have been a foreshadow. Because the show mm. foreshadows all over the place. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, I don't know. Excited. Just a thought. I know. Like I, my heart was racing. Like on Sunday, as soon as it started, I was like, I, I don't know. And then it was so mellow, and I was like, okay. But next week is going to be crazy. I think it's going to yeah, be crazy. Because you know the battle is starting next episode. Yeah. And what what was that thing that I sent you? Um, the information about the battle. Let me find it. It's the longest continuous battle sequence in cinema yeah. history. Longest battle sequence in film or TV history. Um, boasts the most characters since the pilot. And it's longer than the Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep Siege. Whew. Yeah. Man, how am I going to settle in for that? I know. And I think, I think I read it took them 58 days to film it. Yeah. Just that. Just the battle scene. And I, I don't know if that'll extend over two episodes or how that's you know who knows i wonder what the current record is because that would probably indicate roughly how long it's 40 yeah. something minutes i think it's the current record yeah yeah i don't yeah i mean we watched helms deep enough <laughs> we should know that but... i it said i read it somewhere it's 40 46 minutes or 42 minutes or something yeah. like that so it could okay. be in a single episode but be, maybe yeah. not maybe it's, it's all four episodes it's the longest episode of the series Oh, it is. Yeah, next week. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the it's the eighty six minute one, I think. Nice. Nice. That's fantastic. So, oh man, buckle in. I am so ready, and there's so many juicy things in the preview. I feel like that. Wow. Yeah. I so, didn't watch the. When do they play the previews? After. Mm-hmm. After the inside the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or is it before that? I don't know. Yeah. But... We never watch the ins- after as soon as the credits roll, we turn it off. Yeah, so. we usually yeah. do too, but for I we left it on for whatever reason this time. Yeah, definitely give it a watch because there's some interesting things in there. Of course, when you see them in the grand scheme, it isn't what you thought usually, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that'll that's it. That's everything, right? Any other thoughts? I think so. Oh, I just wanted to throw in there that I did. T- I did say this was actually probably in my top five favorite episodes of the entire show 
Um, and which also got me thinking that it might be interesting when it's all over to maybe go back and talk about our favorite episodes, especially once we know the ending. Yeah. But yeah. um, but right now as it stands, this was one of my absolute favorite episodes, and I, I don't know why other than I love the characters, I guess, and it, it just was some character time before they all die or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, so yeah, that'll do it for this week's uh, Game of Thrones recap. We'll be doing the same next week.